Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Course Correction here on Between Us Girls with me, your host, Michelle. Um, I am so busy right now and I just need to take a break, but I'm not going to take a break from you guys. I'm just going to take a break from things that don't serve me. You know, I think that's really the most important thing. If it's not something that's going to make me feel fulfilled or help me accomplish any of my goals, then I ain't talking about doing it. Um, But this week I have a really great guest, um, Chris Ward Jr., who is the breakthrough mentor and also has a really great grasp on emotional intelligence and how to love yourself. So that is why I wanted to talk to him because I saw him big upping self-care for dads. And I was like, that's new. I had never seen that before. And honestly, in my 16 years with my dad, I never really noticed him doing anything just for himself. But now that I have been doing the morning vibe and working on my spirituality and coming into my own awareness, I now know that what the things that my dad was doing were for himself. So if you want to find out what self-care for dads is really about, keep listening. Chris Ward is going to give us some tools to take away and he's just going to really share his story. And I'm really, really, really proud of him because, you know, when you hear what he came from to what he's done now, it's like you are a growth warrior. And y'all know that's my thing. I love, love, love people who have been through so much and are still standing. And that's really the basis of course correction is I'm talking to these people who I feel like are where I'm trying to go. So I'm trying to find out how they got there. And it's not just for me, it's for you too. Because we don't always have the tools. We don't always have the how. And when we see people, like we're looking at somebody on Instagram and going, man, this person is exactly what I want to do with myself. Uh, I wish I was there already. Well, remember that person has to start somewhere. So give yourself a little bit of credit and give yourself some grace and enjoy the episode. So hello and welcome, yes, to Course Correction. I am here with a very special guest. If you're watching on video, you can see him. He is waiting for us to introduce him. We have Chris Ford Jr. here with us. He is a life strategist. I found him, you guys, on Instagram. He was talking about self-care for dads. So I got super excited. and I was like, we must talk. So he is here with us today. So yes, Chris, say hello. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me so much. I am really honored. I don't even know how this really happened. I don't even know how we found each other in this way. But hey, it was meant to happen. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I usually just begin, well, the girls and I used to begin. I do have wine here with me today. It's been a long time okay. since I had wine. So okay. I just bought this at Fiesta Lindemann's Chardonnay. We're going to see how good it is. Let me see what the alcohol content is on this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get it right. Yeah, it's 13.5% alcohol. So that's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, first question. Okay. Right. What is your zodiac sign so that I can properly stereotype you? Oh my goodness! Are we gonna really go into the zodiac signs? Oh my Not to goodness! Stay there, but it's a, it's a must that I know. <laughs> I'm a Leo. Okay, okay. My dad was a Leo. He was he was a good dude. Okay, all right. Shout out to dad. Thank you, thank you, dad, for giving a good example for Leos out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was a tough guy, but I mean, he had his his real soft ways too. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, tell me how you got started. Um. And just like what you're about, and you know, like share how you kind of founded this idea of self care for dads and and whatnot. For sure. Uh. So again, my name is Chris Ward Jr. I live in New Jersey, and I have uh, two uh, amazing little boys. I have a beautiful wife who is also a 
she's a business owner. She owns her own salon. Um, I guess my background comes from just growing up in a single parent household where my mom was the, you know, I wouldn't say she's the, she was the dad. I know a lot of people say that, but she was just a strong woman who knew how to uh, develop people. And the first people she wanted to develop was her sons. And, you know, I was the first, right? I was the first. And so she made sure that we, we treated our life like a, a project. Like if, mm-hmm. I, if we were project managers, the biggest project, the most valuable project in the world was our life. And how would we incorporate some of the things that would influence our community, influence our, um, our goals, our career, but most importantly, influence ourselves, right? Self-care and, self and emotional intelligence. She was already talking about emotional intelligence before that term yeah, was coined. Yeah, before it became a wave, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, I didn't know it back then, but I'm so thankful that she did that because it allowed me to grow into the person I am today, you know, knowing who I am, knowing how to function and adapt to any situation that I'm in, and and most importantly, be able to effectively communicate how I feel emotionally so that it, it stimulates not only myself, but, you know, my wife, it stimulates her mentally and spiritually, and those are the things that um, I believe a lot of men have a hard time doing, they have a hard time communicating uh, what their emotional triggers are and actually saying that they need help and, and really getting the care that they need. And yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much where uh, my mission is to help really is, is helping marriages, of course, um, yeah. helping people who, uh, not even just marriages, who, who wants to be in, a, if you want to be in a relationship period, right? Anybody, yeah. Anybody, if you want to be in a relationship, whether that's at your job or that's in your community or that's in your home, it, there's some key uh, steps that you have to take to be effective in that relationship. And so that's been my mission. My mission is to to educate people and um, coach them and, and do different things to to get them to where they need to go. Okay, so now I know why we connected, because okay. that has been my recent mission uh, with the course correction is to change my life. And by mm. that, I mean, uh, be more intentional in my parenting and just, you know, in my everyday, because yeah. I was kind of in a place where I felt bad, you know, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, everything sucks, everything sucks, well, everything doesn't suck, right? It's your yeah. mindset that sucks, or it's your attitude that sucks. So, and when I started looking at that, I'm like, oh, no, so I'm giving these same bad tools, or not bad, but I'm not giving my kids the right tools so that they don't do this also, you know, kind yeah. of breaking that generational wound there up and changing the course of it because like you're saying like in your house emotional intelligence was key you know that's how your mom operated that's just not how we grew up so that's what I'm trying to teach my kids I even said last week that I was going to start a chart system so when everybody you know like if you go through something or something makes you mad or however you feel because you know we don't have the good governor that says wait you shouldn't do that so that's what I'm trying to teach them now so we're going to stop take note of how we feel and then we'll all come together and discuss like kind of what happened that week and you know give my little girl a chart she's like six so just tell her were you mad how do you feel you know like yeah. to kind of train her in that way because you know she, my son's 14 so that means that he and I can get together and talk and he for can sure. write out his feelings and we can talk about you know how he reacted to certain things but for her she'll need something different so for like sure. how have you taught your kids how have you used what your mom taught you and what have you given your kids as tools to recognize their emotional triggers and to just use emotional intelligence better? 
Oh, that's a great question. And, and that's awesome that you're doing that with your kids. Our, our kids are actually in the similar age range where, mm-hmm. you know, my son, he's 13 years old and my youngest son, he's five years old. Um, so what, what we've been doing is something that, you know, I, I call it your breakthrough, right? So a lot of people out here, they know me as the breakthrough mentor. That's what they mm-hmm. call me. And okay. so to have breakthrough, there's certain steps that you have to go through. And so for my children to teach them the emotional intelligence arena, uh, they have to be more self-aware of who they are. So we focus a lot on who they say they are, who they think they are, and what they believe. And then we actually challenge it. Okay. All right. So we challenge those beliefs. Okay. <laughs> All right. We got we have the challenge, right? Because that's that's where growth happens is when you're challenged. And so for my my 13 year old, you know, I had to challenge him. He has um, he has auditory uh, processing disorder. Okay. And for him. Uh, what, do, what do you call it uh, sarcasm sometimes goes way over his head it's like yeah. he's like what <laughs> he's like uh he's taking it literally and it's like no that's that's sarcasm and i asked him one day i said uh so do you believe yeah. that you yeah so we're, we're we're uh he's at a point he's he's in a weird space so he is not what they would say over the edge yeah he just has certain areas that trigger yeah so he you can have a full-blown conversation with him and you you would never know that he has that processing disorder but there are certain terminologies and vocabularies and situations that trigger it and then you're like oh he just didn't get that like that didn't make sense why that didn't connect and so we finally uh it went from us thinking that he had adhd to really figuring out that this is what it is. And so using charts like you're doing yeah. is actually very, very, very helpful, right? Yes. Um, yeah, so for our kids, well, you know, what we started doing is they have to tell us who they are mm. and have to describe who they are. Even my five-year-old, all right, who are you? What, uh, what does it mean to be you? Okay. And then, and then we challenge it. So what if I told you were this, how would you respond? Mm. And, and, and what if I told you were that, how would you respond? What if I told you your parents were this? Yeah, and and so when we do that, uh, it's so funny. My my five year old uh, just to give you an example, he said a he said a bad word that he didn't know was a bad word, right? Heard it from a kid on the bus that he really likes. He wants to he wants to be friends with, yeah. and he said this bad word, and you know I shared what the word was. And I said, listen, you can't say those type of things. Have you ever heard your parents say that? I'm like, no. Have you right. ever heard your, your cousin say that? No. I said, so why would you say a word that you don't understand? Mm. And then he looked at me. He's like. I don't know that I just thought of, I said, yeah, so think about it. If you think it's fun, but it hurts someone else, is it as much fun as you think it is? Mm. And he just, you know, he, he was sad, of course. Let me tell you what this boy did. I was just so blessed by this. About a couple of hours later, he came up to me and he said, Dad, I wish I had this, this special superpower. I said, what, what special superpower? To be able to rewind time. Uh-huh. I said, what? I said, Why? He said, because I would have never said that to to um, the boy name was Ethan. You know, I would never say that to Ethan. I said, why is that? He's like, because you shouldn't say things that hurt people's feelings in that way. I yeah. said, yeah. And he just hugged me. And I'm like, wow. Right. He yeah. understood that he understood the concept. So when we teach our children concepts, mm. instead of trying to teach them this, it has to be this way, it has to be that way. And you teach them concepts, it allows them to challenge their challenge their own thoughts, which is the first step of self-awareness. Right. right? So right. that's that's what I'm teaching the boys right now, how to how to challenge their thought process and see if it's as true as what they think it is. So I, I think that's a really great thing that you guys are doing, because I feel like that makes for really good adults. 
mm-hmm. because they're able to think outside the box. You know, there's a lot of people who grow up with like really stringent parents who, I mean, I'm not trying to knock a uh, religion, but sometimes that can bring in an additional strictness to thought processes and what you need to be. And, you know, and the thing is that people are the ones who define that, you know, just like you're doing with your kids, it's up to you to make that definition. Mm-hmm. So, you know, listening to what someone else says you have to be is going to take you not very far. So, yeah, I really think it's a good thing that you're doing there. And mm-hmm. I guess I'm trying to figure out how did you become that person? Like, I know you said your mom was yeah. instrumental in that, but what did you go through that made you this self-aware? Because I know there was something, because there's always something that takes you <laughs> like, I get it now. For sure, for sure. Well, you know, um, my, my, my dad was my hero, of course, um, but he quickly became my villain at an early age just because of the abuse he put on my mom. Um, and that type of abuse, it, it, it could, you know, any, any kid that has ever ex- seen it or experienced it, there's things that they just can't describe with words, but they know the feeling. And, you know, growing up, when my mom had the courage to, to get away and start from ground zero, uh, and I watched her build herself up, I said, you know what, my mom will never have to feel that way ever again. Yeah. She'll never have to feel that way ever again because she's never going to be told that uh, a man in her life is um, abusive or or messed up or doesn't care about his family. Um, I'm going to make sure that I'm, it stops with me. Mm-hmm. So whatever abuse, whatever that mindset, whatever, you know, alcoholism or whatever that was going on during that time. Uh, yeah, it stops with me. And so yeah. you made a choice to break the cycle you know, of, of abuse in your, in your life, in your DNA, in your family. And I think that's, that's really like what I'm trying to focus on is, I mean, and in thinking about this, and this is going to get it probably a little bit deep for people, but in thinking about molestation of kids, and if I can, like, really, if I just sit here and think I can pinpoint probably every person that I'm related to, or mm-hmm. that I know that has had some interaction with somebody that was inappropriate as a child, I think, as a community, we have to really start looking at that so we can break that up because that aids in so many other issues for us, especially young women. And I know men too. That's why I think what you're doing is good because a lot of men don't look at trauma that they've experienced and try to heal themselves yeah. and become self-aware because it's, it's hard to look at those traumas and accept that, you know, that, that kind of happened to you. So have you ever struggled with self-acceptance ever in your life of course i mean you know when your dad's not around and then you're spending time with other people who have their dads and they're rooting them on you're looking at yourself like why why wasn't i good enough you know Mm -hmm. why wasn't i good enough to have this experience and then you know something about our family we're just we're go-getters i I can't i can't even front everybody in my family's a go-getter and i said okay i could either look at this as a as a bad thing or i can see this as an advantage Mm-hmm. what's the advantage I have over the kids who have two children, who have two parents? Right. And I started saying, well, they're not going to outwork me. <laughs> they're not going to outwork me. Uh, they're not going to, they're not going to be able to adapt the way that I'm learning to adapt. So I started looking at the, the positive and optimistic side of things. And that's when my breakthrough started to happen. When I start letting go, letting go of that pain and letting go of trying, uh, trying to, uh, not be like my father, I actually started to refocus it. I started to say, well, what type of man do I want to become? And what's the framework 
to get there. Yeah. Uh, and I, I give a lot of credit to my mom being a project manager in the tech field. You know, she would always say, you know, when you're learning something new, it, there's always a framework to it. Mm -hmm. uh, you may you may not have all the skills just yet, but if you understand the framework, you can work inside of that and you'll develop the skills. Yeah. So, yeah, I put myself in positions where I was helping uh, teenagers, I was helping kids, and then eventually, a lot of my friends started to reach out to me. It's like, hey, you know, you know how it is. Hey, I want to talk to this girl. I want to, yeah. I want to, I want to get, <laughs> I want to get this girl, man. What should I do? And I would say, well, well, what makes you different from everybody else? Yeah. And they will always go to the surface things. Well, you know, I got a nice car, I got money, I'm good. I said, yeah. So, so there's a million other people in this world that have the same thing. Right. What really makes you different? You got to dig deep. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I used to give uh, information out like that to my friends, and they end up getting the girl, and then they end up losing the girl because they, they they didn't take my advice to keep going <laughs> on uh, self awareness and digging deep. Yeah. Um, but the crazy part is, my mom she saw something in me in public speaking and presenting to people and influence influencing people and she put me at the age of 13 she put me in front of 50 plus people in, a, in an auditorium to do a uh, a contest to raise money for kids for education yeah. and i had to speak on the topic uh, of either in education and as i was writing this i'm trying to write it i couldn't write it for some reason and something was tugging on me like i don't want to write about education yeah. I want to write about identity. I want to write about passion. I want to write about purpose. I'm 13 years old, and this is what's going through my head. But it was and, coming to you from somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah, I look, love you know what? Let's I go. Love it. <laughs> so it was really about that. I was like, you know what? If I have a chance, I was like, even if I don't win, if I can, if I could just get this message out, mm. I just want to see what it does. So I end up saying it. And that was my first time in a public speaking arena where it was that many people at that age. Uh, and I remember it like it was yesterday. And I was nervous. I mean, when I was nervous. So I looked at one person in the crowd and I just focused like I was talking to that one person. Yeah. And, I, and she just reminded me of like my grandmother. So it's like I was talking to my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And um, I started off with, who am I? Like, that was the first thing I said. Wow. At 13, man. 13 years old. I said, who am I? I'm more, I actually remember the, the beginning of it is, is I'm more than a barcode. I was talking about your social security. I'm more than a barcode. I'm more than a name. I'm more than a birth certificate. I'm more than this. I'm, I'm the brother to this. To, I'm the brother of the son to this. I'm just really just pouring it out. By the time I opened my, my visual to see everyone else, grown men and women were in tears. Of course. Wrong. Giving them that love from inside of you. Ugh. I said, what is going on? I was like, oh, I must have did something wrong. Because <laughs> oh, you did something right. The beautiful part is I didn't win. Mm -hmm. I didn't win. I got second place. But the first place winner walked up to me and she said, and she was amazing. Her, her speech was amazing. She said, wow, you should have won. But the only reason you didn't is because you disregarded the topic <laughs> that they gave okay, you. Right? You, just, you just did your own thing. But she said, I thought that was, she said, I thought that was cool because you got your message out. Yes. And that's the most important thing. Like that's the, that's the message that I've been getting lately is just share your message. You know what I mean? Like whatever it is that you feel like you need to share with the masses, because I think in spirituality or whenever you become self-aware, 
you do start getting uh, creative ideas about how to share the truth about spirituality or awareness or whatever it is and self-love. And it's just make sure that you are sharing it because when it's coming to you, it's not just for you, it's for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. And I think that's what's good about what you're doing because you have a platform now to continue to share that same message and touch people on the same level that you did initially. And like you had the perfect mod for you. Like your experience was set up already before you came here. But had the perfect mom for what you want to do, like to be taught emotional intelligence at such a young age, when you know that's not what we're learning in school, and most families don't know that, what a blessing for you to have that, you know, like it's really, I think it has kept you focused on what your goal is since you were a kid, and I think that's just beautiful because there's so many who don't have that, so you really are an asset to men out here because my son actually came to me last week. And he was telling me that he wants to be a really good dad because he hasn't had that experience. And sure. actually he made comments about me too, but of course he doesn't realize that as a single mom, I have to make moves that he won't always understand. You know what I mean? And For it's sure. not in a place of I'm trying to neglect you or I don't love you as I'm working, I'm working, but I'm also trying to come and nurture you. So there's a lot, like I'm working on that too, trying to give more femininity because I'm yeah. always in this masculine space of gotta hustle, hustle, hustle. But yeah. I don't spend a lot of time in my femininity, but he needs somebody like you that can show him what it is to really kind of like be a man. And especially yeah. one that's aware of his feelings, because he's in this place of, you know, teenage hormones. Yeah. And already we haven't always had the right tools to control ourselves when it comes to I feel and so I'm, I'm really hoping that he can come to a place of self-awareness so that he can stop himself from making bad decisions when it comes to what he feels. Because your reactions, they propel your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're, you're exactly right. And uh, with that, you know, I, I call that that hustle and bustle that you're on. That's that that's that single parent mother grit. Yeah. There's nothing like it. There's nothing that, this, that can. I, I got my grit from my mom. I realized yeah. that watching her hustle and do her thing. <laughs> Somebody just yeah. it's all good it's all good uh yeah. that that grit is so important but so even if you're going to be nurturing your son even more and giving that sensitive side to things he's looking at that grit it's going to serve him well he's going to need it because he's going to be challenged every single day as an yeah. adult right challenged every day every single day but there's something that you said about self-awareness that um there's their steps so anyone that's listening to this right now i hope you are grabbing a piece of paper and pen because i'm going to give you what 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 steps you need to kind of go into this and how it actually affects you today um so make sure you go grab a piece of paper and pen and use a tablet whatever you're using right now go get it right now um so here are the steps the steps are this so in any relationship whether you're married not married uh you're trying to build a relationship with your children build a relationship community it first starts with you and it first starts with me right so on that level of self-awareness you got to understand your story when you understand your story, you understand where your triggers are and what caused you to fall and what propelled you to move forward. And as you understand those triggers in your life, you then move into the area of self-management. Because once you're aware, you can self-manage. When you start seeing things that trigger those specific emotions, you know how to self-manage, you know how to communicate effectively. 
And here's an example. The way my wife grew up in a big household is completely different the way than than the way that I grew up. And what may look like anger to her, her may be frustration for me. But if I can't communicate that effectively, effectively to her that no, that's not anger, that's frustration, then it's more friction that happens. And when that friction happens, all of your um, all of your communication lines are now falling down. And now you have a problem. Same thing with our children. Same thing with our coworkers, right? When our managers come and when managers come and they try to tell you certain thing and they and they don't do it effectively, now you're like, yo, why are you on my back? <laughs> like, I'm doing my job. You don't see me working out here. I'm doing my job and you're on my back, right? And that comes from that person not being self-aware enough to communicate effectively the feeling that they're, um, that that the emotion that's coming up, right? Once you are able to own it just even a little bit, that self-awareness to self-management, it then moves into social awareness and relationship management. Those are the four sectors that if we own it, if we learn it and we dive into it, we have better relationships with not only other people, but with ourselves. And so we can bring that that person to the table. And that's what I've strived for every single day. Um, my wife and I just did a podcast on on, on uh, interracial dating and marriage and some of the things we went through and mm. specifically sex, right? Specifically sex. Like, yeah. listen, I, there's ways to stimulate your wife and it doesn't have to be physical, mm. right? Right. But because you haven't worked on yourself enough, you haven't even, you don't even know you have access to that type of tool to stimulate your wife mentally, have her thinking about you without even touching her. Okay. I hope y'all are listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the things, those are the tools I I teach and I coach people through, you know. Um, I have a course online that we, we work through that self-awareness step because it is the foundation of everything when it comes to relationships. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a client just recently reach out to me. She says, you know, I want my I want to I want my marriage to survive. I'm fighting for my marriage. And I said, well, what happens when you chase something? What usually happens when you chase something? It runs away, Tom. It runs <laughs> away. So I said, instead of trying to make your marriage survive, why don't you make your marriage thrive? Mm. And she said, thrive? How can I make my marriage thrive? I said, but it starts with you. Mm. Where are your boundaries? Where is your effective communication? How have you owned your own story? Because mm. sometimes you have to be the representation of what the marriage could look like or what right. the relationship could look like, right? So I try to do that with my sons, right? Just yesterday, the one who has the auditory processing disorder, you know, he was saying, thank you so much, dad, for dropping me off at the gym. Thank you so much, dad, for doing this. I love you. Thank you. And my wife looked at me like, what in the, who is this boy? <laughs> he is speaking so clearly. And, and, and it's because it's repetition, it's consistency, yeah. it's action. You've got to act on it. You can't wait and think it's going to yeah. just change. So every day. I do something different with my son to build his momentum and his consistency so that he knows that he can do it. And once yeah. he believes that he can do it, his breakthrough just starts to work out. Right, right. Because that's really, I guess it's at the core of it, especially when you're working through your self-awareness or you're having an awakening or anything like that. It's that belief that you can do it because sure. it's going to be hard, especially when you're changing, you know, like, cause I know for me, it was like, I was kind of stuck in that negativity. Yeah. It's so much easier to be there. 
But whenever I was just noticing, okay, this is really making me mad for what? Why am I mad at this? Or Mm. why am I irritated by this? And then, especially when it comes to my kids, because being that, you know, I'm the only one working, I was tired getting home, frustrated, needing my space. Well, I had to, I had to tell them I need my time because I can't, I can't give you what you want from me if I don't have it. And because I wasn't able to get myself those moments. And this is like maybe two, three months I've been working on this. I'm like, I finally made it. I mean, of course I started working (laughs) but I was having to tell them, I love you. I'm not trying to cut you off, but I need some too. Cause if I'm giving you me and I'm giving everybody else me, I'm not giving me any of me, you know? And I think it just really goes back to that understanding that it's going to take time for you to get through that first few minutes of life when you're changing, because it's different, you know, it's going to be easy to fall back into that. Fuck. I'm angry. You know what I mean? And you don't have to do that. And, but but that's why I said, I wanted to stop doing that because that was how I grew up. I didn't Mm. want my kids to continue to grow up that way with a frustrated parent who was just like, oh, everything is, it just was me. Because everything doesn't have to be that way. I mean, things are still going to happen. Life still goes on. So it's like in the understanding how to deal with the, oh, that sucks. You know what I mean? You can't stay in it. Like we just found out, like you were talking about your son, that my daughter has a significant genetic deletion. So Mm. it's leaving her with some learning and intellectual disability. So it's going to make it a little bit more tough for her. She's six, right? So she's supposed Mm -hmm. to, at this point, they think she's supposed to know how to read and she's supposed to start doing addition and subtraction. Well, baby girl is still trying to figure out what the stuff looks like and what it's called, you know? And so it's going to take more repetition for her, like you said. So it means that I now have to be more creative in what I do at home because my son is like, you know, uh, intellectual genius. So I didn't really have to do a lot. Of course he had some struggles in math, but he's so quick with everything else. It was like, you got it. So whenever I get with her, I'm like, Oh, this is going to be a breeze. Mm -hmm. And it has not been because Mm. she just is different. And this experience is teaching me something too, though, you know, and I know you probably feel some of that too. And knowing that you, you know, you guys have some struggles too, trying to figure out how to teach and how to learn and how to retain information and all that. So, yeah, I mean, it's a process because I'm having to go through all of that while I'm also changing myself too. So that means yeah. that this was the first test I had that said, how are you going to react to this? For sure. First and opportunity. Yes. Because I mean, I've been saying I'm different. I'm mm-hmm. better. You know, I'm, I'm moving through the motions. I'm not letting these things that happen in life take me down. And then as soon as I'm like, yes, they're like, just want you to know something real quick. Yeah. Boom. And so, I mean, I was a little bit down, but I was, I was proud of myself because I was able to receive it as what it was just a part of the experience. And that's a huge part. What you just said right there, just a part of the experience. It shows your growth right from your mindset and it's if if you want to break through mindset if you're listening to this right now and you want to break through mindset follow what you just did right there just accept what you hear what you're hearing receive it but then say okay this is not the all this is not the whole truth because i have a part in this now 
what can I what can I infuse or into this relationship that uh, develops it into a place of opportunity and optimism and positivity? Because who knows, your daughter may, you know, by the time she gets to be 21, 22 years old, she may be inspiring three, four, five million people because of what she's experienced. Because, exactly. Because her mom saw how special she was, right? And gave her the Don't time. Don't make me cry. Hey, no, nah, you listen, you should you should get a round of applause because it's 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 that type of action that changes a life, right? Yeah. It's that type of action that changes a life. We, I, I was my last podcast, which came out yesterday. I just talked about how on a daily basis we have about twelve thousand to sixty thousand thoughts a day, mm. right? Twelve thousand to sixty thousand thoughts a day. Out of those thoughts, eighty percent of those thoughts are negative. Mm. That's a lot of negative talk to yourself, right? Yes, eighty percent is negative. Now check, this is the crazy part though. On average, those thoughts that you do have, you repeat those same thoughts 95% of the time. So imagine. All the time almost. All the time. So for you to even have a positive thought, that tells you how much of a warrior you are. That tells you how much of a badass you are. It tells you that, listen, I'm not just a mom. I'm a superhero. I'm an educator. What else you want to put on my title? I got all the titles in the world because guess what? I'm fighting for my I'm fighting for my baby girl. I'm making sure that she knows who she is. And nobody ever going to change that from her because she's uniquely made. Okay, we can quit. We can go <laughs> home now. <laughs> the word has been dropped. That's it. Yeah, Uniquely really made. That. Like, yeah. that's why I felt like, man, I want to talk to him because the way that you were sharing, I was like, that's love. And sure. that's kind of the core of this whole thing is love because it starts with the self-love because you have to really care for yourself, especially while you're becoming self-aware because you got to look at all the ugly too, yes, you know, you and you got to give yourself a hug every now and again. And it took me a minute to say that. Because yeah. for a while I was negative self-talk and even sometimes still I catch myself thinking bad thoughts and I will have to tell myself, stop. Yeah. Because that's not true. Yeah. And just redirect it. That's why I was saying it's so hard because well, I would say it's hard. I choose for it to be fun and easy. That's what my friend Patience is telling me I need to say. Okay, but, um, like yeah, she, she is on point. Like we had our event last week here in Houston and she brought her tarot cards out there and she was reading for people but I mean it was a good vibe yeah. I just I have met so many people since I became this new version of myself or reinvented myself or reinvigorated I've met so many people on the same wave as me so that's yeah. I think why I was drawn to you because we're on the same wave you know what I mean like I was really inspired just in listening to you say that dads need self-care because it's just not something that you hear a lot. Oh, it's big. It's big. And, and what you're saying is, you know, we're both quantum right now. We're both on each yeah. other's radar, right? And the beautiful part about that is when it comes to self-care and dads, it is so countercultural mm-hmm. that it's like, what are you talking about self-care? Like, why, why, would, why would a dad need self-care? Because the 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 perception of what self care is all about is like okay, let me go get my go get a haircut, let me go let me go shoot pool, go go to the bar, drink a beer, whatever. No, I'm actually talking about something completely different. I'm talking about an emotional emotional renewal, an emotional mm-hmm. renewal that only not only affects the heart but affects the mind, right? Impacts the mind, and then as that mind is impacted and is renewed and cleared, now 
you can start to see things that not only benefit others, but now benefits you as well. And what I mean by that is this. So I try to do my best to schedule one hour each day for alone time. Mm. And uh, as you know, having kids, it's very difficult to find right. alone time, right? But I said, okay, so when are the kids sleep? And when can I really get my alone time? I said, well, it has to be the morning time. Now I'm a night bird, right? Yeah, too. And I said, okay, if I can change my habits of being a night bird, uh, a night bird to an early morning, early, early morning person, I could get that alone time. So now I have that framework. And so every morning I wake up without an alarm clock, six in the morning now. Six in the morning. That's all right. She... <laughs> She's sticking a note under the door. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, creativity. Let's do it. Yeah, I love that. I don't stop, try to stop her from any of that. I want her to. She's going to get there. How she needs to. <laughs> but yeah. Um, For sure. That's that a long time. Yeah. So I was just saying this morning. Or maybe last night I was, maybe I said, maybe I was thinking it. I don't remember. I talked to so many people. Um, but I was saying, I'm going back to the gym in the morning, but I'm going to have to get up before then so that I can do my meditation yes. and whatever else I need for myself, you know, because I noticed that when I don't go to the gym and have my, because I don't do a whole lot of exercise. I have some hernias that keep me from lifting or whatever, but mm. also a mom issue. But anyhow, mm. um, so I just go, I do my walking and I just get my pressure up, you know what I'm saying? Not my pressure, but I just, I feel better, you know? For sure. And when I don't do it, I just don't feel that good. And I kind of went through, like I was telling you guys, some trauma um, the last few months. So it kind of stopped me from really stepping into that self-care space that I need to be in. Yeah. So I'm glad that you said that because it reminds me that I said that I was going to start doing this Monday. So that means that now that you and I have talked about it, I have to go. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I have to, because then it will help the kids as well to be more... Uh, I don't want to say regimented because I hate that like strict structure, but I need it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like I, re I reflect back to a time when I felt my best. And of mm. course, I had, you know, everything organized. I knew where I was supposed to be. I knew what I was about to go do. Everything had its own place. And I was chill. I had my time. Of course, I had one kid. So now it's like I'm having to kind of rework it and yes it has been six years since ever since i had my me time but i mean sometimes that's like what it's like for parents for it sure. takes a long time for you to kind of adjust to adding a child or when your child has additional needs so yeah that alone time is very important i talked to a guy and actually i think you would like him i, I might try to connect the two of you all right sounds good but he, um, this is the one that didn't record, but I asked him about self-care and it was kind of like he said, um, you know, like grooming and stuff like that. But self-care goes so much deeper than that. When For you're sure. crying and when you're saying, okay, I feel better, that's self-care. Yeah. You know, going to take a deep breath, that's self-care. You sure. know, anything that you say, this is, this is for me. It could be as simple as I want to enjoy that piece of cake. That's self-care. You know, anything that is mm -hmm. for you. Brings you into focus. Yeah. Right? Because right. it's hard to be pre it's hard to be present when there's a lot of distractions. Things that distract you emotionally, spiritually, and physically. So, like you said, you want to go to the gym on Monday. I would even take it deeper and schedule. I am just going to walk in mm. the gym on Monday. Right. Just get there. Right. 
just going to walk in the gym on Monday. And then that, because there's this concept um, that I've learned that uh, it's called the, the little gray square box philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was made famous by, I can't remember the speaker. Uh, he talked about drawing this beautiful portrait. Mm-hmm. And it was a huge portrait. People were like, wow, that's amazing. And he said, you can do it too. And all these people just started laughing. Like, there's no way yeah. I can do that. He said, no, let me show you how to get there. He said, I drew. I said, how many of you can draw a rectangle? or a box they all raised their hand how many can you color in a box gray they all raised Mm -hmm. their hand and he said that's how i made this portrait i literally made gray box after gray box after gray box after gray box after gray box and then eventually it started to form the big picture Mm -hmm. and i took that to how self-care for people is the same way it's not doing everything as you that you can to make yourself feel better but it's literally gaining this little square box Whatever that may be, that might be um, 30 minutes of writing each day or 10 minutes mm-hmm. of writing each day. Just your, whatever you're feeling doesn't have to make sense. But then that 10 minutes turns into 15 and then it turns into 20. And then you keep doing it every single day. You may even write a book. Yeah. Without even knowing. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And you said yeah. something that kind of stuck out to me. And I saw somebody on Facebook talking about this. I guess it was maybe a couple of days ago, but he said something like, if you need outside motivation, you've already failed. And his verbiage was a little bit off. And so it landed wrong with some people and they were like, oh, I'm offended. But I think what he meant was really just, if you can't find the motivation within yourself to get going, mm-hmm. then it's not going to be long lasting. You know what I mean? Exactly. But I kind of mentioned, I hope that I didn't mess that up because I had my hand on the microphone, but I kind of mentioned that the how is kind of what's missing for a lot of people. And you said a really important word when you said, you know, that this guy had explained how he did something. And I think that's what is missing from a lot of personal development. It's, do you want to change your life? I'm just going to tell you, uh, my life is perfect. Well, where's the how, you know, like Mm -hmm. where's the instruction? And that's what I like about you. You're giving the how as well as the, this is what life looks like. You're not just saying, I'm, I'm great. You're saying, this is how I got here. And I think that's really important. Thank so, you. Yeah. Yes, of course. I'm serious. Like when I saw you, I was like, I got to talk to this guy. Because I, I'm just on this journey. I just want to talk to everybody who's doing cool stuff or stuff that I think, man, everybody should be hearing this message or everybody should be understanding how to become more self-aware and take care of themselves, especially men, because I feel like they're always being put kind of on the back burner. And I know people feel like the same about women, but I feel like when it comes to men, maybe there are some things that women get the brunt of, but for men, it's like, you're always okay. And that's not true because men experience a lot of trauma and like going back to like molestation and sexual Mm -hmm. assault, it happens to men and boys too. And I think, we just really look at that because that's the healing that people need is, you know, it's okay to have experienced something. You can still grow and be great. Yes, yeah, that's the difficulty that men have uh, when it comes to expressing themselves in that way, because it's not, it's not the normal culture, mm-hmm. right? So someone like myself who will come in and start saying it, they're looking at me like, man, what are you talking about, man? I'm, I'm, here, to, I'm out here to make my money. I'm out here to take care of my family and that's all good. There's nothing wrong with taking care of your family, making good money for yourself and, and leaving uh, some type of financial uh, resources for your family. But if you're not present, 
then then and and then financial resources becomes their father. What was the point? Right. What was the right. point of doing that? And so self care, you know, even for myself, when I talk about it so much, I I do focus on the how to, because I realize working in you know part of my background, I've worked in higher education for seven years, oh, and wow. so I, I I was able to see how people when they first came in, you know, what they were looking to do, what they were afraid of, and then when they when they went through the process, who actually helped them with the how tos to get to the 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 goal they were looking for. Uh, it was it, it it was very intriguing to me, and I said, you know what? Whenever I share information with people, I want to give them the how to. I want to give them the framework. You know, I want to give them the methods because if they know how to do it, and I and I got to thank my mom for this again, right? A strong strong woman who who loved me dearly. Um, before she left, as she passed away, and she oh, took her last. She was alive because I just want. I, give yeah. send me a picture of her. I'm about to put her on my altar. I want her spirit. <laughs> Uh, definitely i will send you a picture of her beautiful beautiful lady um as she took her last breath all of it made sense mm. i said oh okay you were showing me how to be the best version of myself not to be the best man that you wanted me to be you were yeah. helping me figure it out because you knew eventually you wouldn't be here one day uh, and so when you can tell when you can help someone figure it out with the with their skill sets and what they have then intrinsic motivation comes Mm -hmm. That's where the intrinsic motivation comes from. You know, it's good to have external motivation because it gets you thinking in a, a different yeah. way and creative, but you don't rely on it, of course. No. You can't rely on yeah. it. You can't. That, in that intrinsic motivation usually comes from someone inspiring you to use what you already have to get closer to your goal or to right. figure out something you've never seen before. So that's always been my mission. I'll continue to do that. Um, What's funny, I'm talking so much about men that women are actually coming to me and saying, how do you help me? Yeah. <laughs> help me. I want to figure out how to, you're, you're not saying just go get the nails done and get the hair done. You're saying something completely different. And so yeah, I, I'm just. It's deeper than that. You know, yeah. it's just, it's so much deeper than the external, because I really believe in your vibration attracts, you know, what's for you. So if you want to attract this man or whatever you want, you got to get right first. You know, I mean, things will still come, but like I was talking to another friend the other day, because like I said, I just keep getting all these people around me who are so smart, so intelligent, so emotionally intelligent, so aware, I'm loving it. Um, but she was like, just saying, oh, so I forgot, lost my train of, train of thought. Hold on. It's the Lindemans. It's the That's Lindemans. all right. That's all right, because you're one of those special people, too. I know you're saying you got a lot of friends that are, you know, experts in this, but you, you're one of them. You have an energy about yourself that Thank is very you. authentic. So keep it up. Yes, for sure. I believe that because I believe that authenticity is really the way that you connect with the people who are supposed to receive your message. Mm -hmm. Like when I started doing this, when I started podcasting, it was because I thought, man, I really want to share what we talk about with other people, because I feel like what we're saying is is so bomb. I just mm -hmm. want to share this message. Yeah. It evolves so much because, I mean, now I'm by myself and I'm building other shows. And so it's like it's taking on this whole different thing and I'm going into my spirituality and I'm sharing the message. And I'm just like, you know, I want people to get on their path. And that's why I started Creative AF because I want people like myself and you, Black entrepreneurs, yes. who are really trying to scale their business to understand that they can do it because there's so many people who want to be entrepreneurs, but where's the how, you know what I mean? And that's what we're kind of missing because my dad even, and he passed away when I was 16 in 2001, but I'm sorry to hear he that. Had, 
Yeah, I mean, it was a long grieving process because I didn't do it at first. So when I became an adult, I was like, okay, I got to deal with this because it's so heavy on me. Like, yeah, I'm having wine right now, but I was like a raging alcoholic for a minute because I was just fighting myself so much. I didn't want to look at the pain that I was feeling. I didn't want to look at the trauma that I had experienced, all the many sexual assault experiences, Mm -hmm. all the bad relationships, everything that I had taken Mm -hmm. myself through. See how I said I've taken myself through because it's definitely true that I took myself through that because of where I was in my mindset and my life and not dealing with the things that were weighing me down. I mean, that's the the place that I'm in right now is just letting all that go so that I can walk in my truth and just be the person that I'm supposed to be and share the message that is coming to me because it's not always me. I know I sound crazy in talking to you about that, but sometimes I really do feel like the message that I'm sending to people is, is coming from a higher power because I'm supposed to be sharing that information. Like I see numbers all day long and I'm like, oh, oh, gotcha. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm, I'm finding out too that my mom was into numerology. My mom and dad were doing readings for people at home. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why didn't anybody tell me this? Because when I'm getting all this information, I'm starting to feel like I'm weird, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of knowing that it's already in me, just like it's in everybody. I mean, that intuition is already there for you. You know what I mean? And that's the important part of becoming self-aware because you won't know who you are and what you're saying to yourself if you don't get that center. So we just went off on a tangent, but. (laughs) No, that was good. That was good. uh, Hopefully the people are listening because you you said a key part, which is building rapport with yourself. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't understand that concept. and, and, And what it really means is when you build rapport with yourself, to build rapport with someone else is what we're doing right now. We're finding common ground. We're understanding each other. And now we're building a relationship. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't have a relationship with themselves. So, you know, when you build a relationship after understanding your emotions, your triggers, your story, which is what you just shared, uh, yeah. what you've been through and what you're going through and how you're going to get through, you build mm-hmm. that rapport with yourself. Now it becomes a tool instead of a burden. Right. It becomes a tool of success, a tool of adapt, uh, adapting to your environment, a tool to, uh, to confidence and self-esteem. Um, but most importantly, it becomes a tool to your identity um, yeah. and how it's shaped. Absolutely. Well, this was a great conversation. Yeah, I thank you so much. I'm, I'm glad that we connected too. I can't wait not to use you, but I can't wait to plug you in. You know, like <laughs> yeah, if somebody's right. looking for somebody like you, I can't wait to plug you in. There are people who are doing talks and they're doing, you know, events and they want people to come speak. And if I see something open for you, I will always tag you because... I want people to be where they're supposed to be. Sometimes I think that whenever I'm connecting with people, they're not always for me. They're for someone else. So if I meet people who, uh, let's say, okay, I've met you, but I'm going to meet somebody who's like, man, I really want to talk to somebody, a guy who's, you know, emotionally intelligent and aware. I'm be like, I know somebody. And then I plug you and I connect you guys. So that's, that's what this business is really about is just making dollars pop black dollars pop i want to circulate the black dollar i want to connect us i want us to really heal our community and you know just become more aware so that we can be successful because so many of us fall because we don't have the right tools you know in our toolbox and that comes from just you know coming from households where people didn't have the information that they needed you know so i really i commend you on making a change and doing something different well, you're amazing, uh, and you're definitely a connector. You're a, you're a connector, and that's going to serve you well because uh, in about five or six years, you're going to see the world changing a little bit in, mm-hmm. in, in a way that 
the people who are connectors are the ones that are going to be leading the charge. And so, Absolutely. so, so keep connecting, keep developing. I love what you're doing. I'm so honored to even be part of this podcast. And uh, yeah, I'm super honored. I'm super honored. And uh, you just let me know if I can do anything to, to, to work with you uh, um, outside of here. Let me know. And um, yeah. And if there's, uh, I'm going to definitely share your podcast, make sure people hear it and make sure people connect with it. And uh, I know a lot of dope people too. So maybe there'll be some guests, yeah. you know, some guests on your show. Absolutely. I think that's why we connect with people. It's not necessarily so we can have just that connection, but think of all the connections that come from those connections. For sure. And that's what this is about. And that's why your emotional intelligence is so important because it's going to help you in all of your interactions with all of those relationships that you're building. And your network is your net worth. And I really, really believe that. So Definitely. is there anything that you want to tell the audience before we go? Yeah, uh, I would be honored if um, your audience would, you know, follow my journey. Um, and if there's something that is valuable to them to be able to just have a conversation with me. And the best way to find me is on Twitter and Insta Instagram, mainly Instagram. I spend a lot of my time on there um, and it's at Chris Ward Jr. And or you could just type in the Breakthrough Mentor. I'll pop right up as well. Um, yeah, just follow me there. Share your, your message. Is there something I can do to help you out? Um, contact me. Uh, and I actually want to leave them with a how-to. Okay. If that's for you. It's cool. Absolutely. All right. so, Tell us all. Yeah, yeah. yeah how-to. Okay. So we've been talking about self-awareness and self-management, social awareness and um, relationship management. I want to give you your first step on how to actually start the journey of self-awareness. So what you're going to do is you're going to find a, um, you're going to go to the store, go to the Dollar Tree, wherever you need to go. You're going to buy a book. And, and, and a composition book. It's just going to be for you. And in this book, the only thing that goes in here is your story, right? You're going to start with your story from the time, the, the furthest time that you can remember until present day. Now, when you do this, as you start to write your story, there are going to be points where you feel emotionally hurt and or emotionally high. Ask yourself this question, tell me more. And as you ask yourself that question, tell me more, you're going to be able to write deeper, 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 deeper levels of connection in your story. When you get to the part where you are reflecting each week on your story, I want you to start to circle all of your wins. Find out the little wins, even the things that, you know, hey, I made my grandmother smile that day when I said this. That's a beautiful win. I want you to start to circle those things. Now, as you start to circle those things, I, and then you need another page where you have a page of wins things where you're winning or you're overcoming and you're going to have a long list of these wins. Then you're going to find the places where you were hurt or places where you felt like you, you had showed, showed failure in your life. And what you're going to do is you're going to star those failures. You're going to star them. And then once you get enough of your failures where you can fill a page, you're going to put another page where it says all of your failures or all of the things that you that have set you back. And then you're going to ask yourself, how can my wins impact the failures? You're going to build a connection there. Once you start to do that and you build how your wins are actually influencing uh, your failures, you're going to create a new story. And as you create that new story, it's going to look completely different from the first story that you wrote down. And that's how you start your first step to self-awareness. I hope everybody who's listening just heard that good word. I hope everyone's listening. Even back to like Earl Nightingale, you guys, with personal development, first tool, write your story. 
You sure. are going to be so successful, Chris. I'm so appreciative of you coming on before you boom. Before you boom. <laughs> boom, boom. I'm Thank serious. You. Everybody I talk to, I am hoping for them that they can be the most successful that they ever possibly want to be. Whoever you're trying to talk to, I hope they hear the message and you know, however many you're supposed to reach in your lifetime, I hope you do that. And whatever growth you're supposed to experience in this human experience, I hope that you receive it because I know I'm tired of coming here. <laughs> and to you as well. <laughs> We're going to grow together. So when I see, when I'm walking in this journey and I see you on the other side, I'm not going to be surprised because right? you have that energy, you have that welcomeness. So thank you so much for welcoming me to your platform and to your audience. And uh, I hope that they were, they found value in this conversation. Absolutely. I know I did. I know I did. So I thank you so much for coming and good luck to you and your family and just keep doing what you're doing. Like keep sharing, keep talking. And your wife is so cute. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'll let her know. Thank you yeah. So yeah. You just keep going. Like, honestly, I see you guys YouTube channel. Yeah, we're working on that. Yeah. Working on that right now. So yeah, yeah. We're, she has to get used to the camera. She gets a little nervous. So we started with the podcast first, so she's going to be doing the relationship part of my of my podcast. She'll do the relationship part on Mondays, and then hopefully that'll get her into doing yeah, the YouTube. Into it. You know, I was telling a friend who um, is not really seasoned in public speaking, but I told her, I said, you know, just record yourself. Listen, like I've done, gosh, I guess 120, maybe 20 something podcasts. That's the reason why I sound so comfortable. That's, That's because true. I've done it so many times and not because... I started out as an expert. The very first episode, the first thing I said was, okay, so this is the show. And I literally <laughs> started it just like that. So, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, but that's growth. So, yeah, anybody who is trying to get somewhere, just start. Yeah. No, it's big. That's, listen, and don't fake it till you make it. That that term is not a good term. Right. Okay. I always be say, real with uh, shit. <laughs> be real and role play. Yeah. Role play is a lot better than faking it till you make it because role play is telling me I understand the framework and I'm going to work within that framework to get better. Steve Harvey didn't become a relationship expert overnight. He had to, he had to work in that framework first till he Absolutely. got to the point. So for sure. You Thank you. What? Like we're like basically done, but I just want to add this because I think that's a really great point. Even people who you think are experts started not being an expert. You know what I mean? Everyone is learning. And that's why, I mean, you can do it too. Just like the gray box guy. All yeah. it takes is a little bit of Googling, get you a book, find you a therapist, find you a coach, get started. For sure. For sure. Take action. Get off the sideline, get in the game. For sure. Absolutely. Thank you okay, so much. So you're welcome. All right, so that was this week's episode with Chris Ward Jr. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I did. When I was listening back to that, it just made my spirit fly. I felt so good, and it just made me remember everything that I was doing and every goal that I set at that time that we recorded that episode. And I just felt so full and so whole and just ready, ready, ready to do what I need to do. So y'all come back next week or the week after. I'm sorry. You know, I'm trying to be super consistent with this thing, but I'm one person. I have two kids. They got a lot of needs and I have some too. You know, I have to give something to myself as well. So I'll still be here and you'll still hear from me. So just stay subscribed so that you can know when I drop the next episode. All right. Bye.